It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, good Thursday afternoon. How are you? Thanks for being here. I appreciate that. Let's have some fun today, huh? Thought-provoking sports talk. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and we're glad to be back on a Thursday from our downtown studio. We're here on Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, the best lineup for you from the morning to the afternoon drive, and we'll uh, do it up here and take you up to the NFL Draft on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Yes, the NFL Draft's going to be live, so I've got two hours. We're going to get into a lot of stuff today, and then the draft starts in Vegas here Right at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, the Jaguars with the first pick, and we're going to go live to Vegas, Fox Sports Radio, and our national coverage of the draft. So this is good stuff. I, we've done this the last couple of years in the NFL draft here on Fox Sports Rapid City, and I've listened to it. I'm running out to watch kids soccer and the whole thing. It's really well done. So some people watch the, the TV side, which is great. Um, if you're driving around, you're, you're not home, really well done. So you want every pick, uh, all the analysis right here. Um, it's going to be on Fox Sports Radio tonight. So that's coming up. Two hours of the Nate Brown Show ready to go, and let's get going. Brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, our partners, and when it comes to taking care of the elite athletes on the field to the weekend warriors out there as well in the summer softball league, Black Hills Ortho's there for you. From elite athletes to the weekend warrior, continue your active lifestyle. If you suffer an injury, see the expert team. Your choice, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, more access, better options at Black Hills Ortho. Now with urgent care as well. Learn more at bhosc.com. The Nate Brown Show out of the gate on a Thursday. So let's look at the lineup. We're going to talk some NFL draft one more time. Count you down if you haven't been plugged in. We've asked a lot of great guests over the week. We've had some good stuff this week on the draft, and we'll get into a few more. Um, some of the betting side as well. I'm interested in this, so let's talk to Frank Schwab, NFL writer and covers betting as well, the, the odds, and Yahoo Sports NFL draft analyst. Frank Schwab is on the way tonight. He's a great guest. We're going to go Vikings here because I'm heavy Vikings this week. Why? Well, our Denver Broncos aren't picking tonight. You know, it's kind of weird for me. We've been we've been picking in that first round pretty high for a long time. Too long, frankly. Uh, we've been picking, and I've always been interested which way are the Broncos going to go, this and that. And now no Broncos picks, so we go Vikings. They're in at number 12 tonight. Is there anything the Vikings could do to really mess this up tonight? We'll talk to Luke Braun, Vikings Draft, Locked on Vikings Podcast. He's good. He's on the way. Luke Braun straight ahead um, does a daily podcast for the Vikings. Then we'll break off a little bit here. Scott Burt's going to join us from Texas. The Rapid City Rush are up 2-1 to one in that series against the Allen Americans. Game four is tomorrow down in Allen. The Rush just blasted them last game in Rapid City trying to win that series. If they can get it done in Texas, they might win it on the road. 
They might have to come back here Monday and Tuesday would be those games. We'll talk to Scott Burt, head coach of the Rush tonight, get an update. He'll, he'll be live from Texas just outside of Dallas there. And Scott Pianowski, one of our favorites, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports. He is on the way. So a packed Thursday show. We'll get to it. 720-1067 is our number if you want to join the show. 720-1067. You're invited. Always invited on the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live. The Barron's Wilson text line, same story. Direct text the show. Send it in here. We've got it. 720-1067. The Barron's Wilson text line. Question of the day right out of the gate today. Right out of the gate. Okay. And and I haven't done segment after segment after segment on the draft. We, we, do, we do enough, I think. We do enough. You hear a lot throughout the day and... We try and get unique guests and ask some unique questions, you know, not the whole one. Who's going to go one, two, three, four, five? Who's the best corner, the best linebacker? Okay, I think I think we've done a lot of the draft. I'm interested in this scenario of today's NFL. Really interested in today's game because it's changed, and we all know it's it's – what's the line? Quarterback matters. And so I've said that as a Broncos fan, I've been living and dying – by saying, if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. So you would agree with that. If you don't have a quarterback in the NFL that's really like even a top 10 guy, you have nothing. I absolutely believe it. Gone are the days. Gone are the days. Okay? Trent Dilfer winning games. Winning Super Bowls. I shouldn't say winning games. Winning Super Bowls. I think those are, those, are, those are gone. You need talented quarterback, unbelievable elite level to have a chance at the highest level. Okay? So that's not any breaking news here on the Nate Brown Show. That's not like, wow, that's an original, Nate. Thank you. Okay. But let's just start. We start with that quarterback. Number one, end of story. Elite. You need it. And now my Broncos have it. I'm just so happy. But you know what else you need now? You know what else you need now? You need the quarterback-receiver combo. Do you believe that? Do you buy that? You need the quarterback-receiver combo, meaning an elite wide receiver. Not a, not a middle round, yeah, pretty good wide receiver. Well, they're good. Those guys are options two and three, you know, but you need an elite wide receiver. That's your Ticket to success, a quarterback and receiver combo, the pitch and catch. And there's some great examples of it. There's some great examples of it. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. You might put them at the top. And I'm no Rodgers fan. You might put them at the top. That made Green Bay really what they were. And I think we might find out here in this next season Aaron without Devontae isn't the same story. I think we might find that out. You shall, we shall see. But that's my point today is, has the NFL gone to the elite wide receiver has passed the offensive tackle, the edge rusher? You know, like Bradley Chubb got picked by the Broncos, picked number five uh, years ago. And it was going to be this major impact, like just major impact, right? Because Von Miller was so good, and the Broncos took him or, uh, in the first round, right? And so he was so good. Have, have the receivers passed the other positions as the second most 
important position behind quarterback. And I think if you put the combo together, I think they might. Uh, that might be the case. I'm not a I'm not a look at me guy, wide receiver guy, diva guy, and well, you got to pay all these guys all this all this money. But this year, this year, the market has exploded. Just this year. The, the league has gradually went quarterback to wide receiver, and you start seeing, okay, this is starting to become important now because they're passing it a lot, and you need a game breaker, somebody to take off the top and the whole thing. So this is kind of important. But the contracts haven't reflected that until this year, meaning the offensive tackle is going to command more than a wide receiver. Just look at the numbers over the years. As a matter of fact, the edge rusher, would demand more money in a contract. He's going to get a bigger money deal. Look at Von Miller. Von Miller got some big money deals. Got a big one with the Broncos, right? So the offensive tackle elite, the, uh, the edge rusher, even the shutdown corner, the shutdown corner, they would demand more when it comes to the big money deal. So that, you would think, would tell us, well, this is uh, false then. So, so the wide receivers are on down the on down the line. Not until, boom, this year. Devontae Adams, biggest deal. Tyreek Hill, bigger deal. I mean, we got guys that aren't that big of deals. <laughs> okay, follow me. We got guys that aren't that big of deals, like down in Jacksonville, just setting records as far as money deals. Money deals. I mean, we're, we're paying a wide receiver at Jacksonville like he's going to be Jerry Rice. Like he's going to be Jerry Rice. And, and I'm saying, okay, he's fine. But this is now hit me up alongside the head as we go into the draft here saying, I don't know which wide receivers are going to be good. And so I'm not going to get into Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson at Ohio State and who's going to be good. And, you know, this kid at, at USC, I've been following the draft too and seeing – who are going to be some impact guys. So I don't know if the wide receivers are just going to fly off the board. I don't know. But it has changed the game. So how many times do NFL teams pass? What's, what's your guess? What's your guess? When you look at um, the NFL on a yearly basis, just so you know, what percentage of plays are passes? Mid-60s. Do you, can, can you believe that? Mid 60%. Okay? This is based on, you know, you take a look at the year and kind of kind of combo these and average these out. I'm talking 63, 64% of the, the snaps are passes. So that's telling you if you have a guy, I'm talking a guy that gets separation, a guy that is elite, a guy that is elite. They can change the game quicker than the offensive tackle can hurt you on dropbacks. Is that fair? The elite guy on the edge can win me games because we're passing it sixty uh, percent of the time now. So I'm just I, I'm going to put the ball in his hands or give him opportunities, and he can break the game wide open. Yeah, my offensive tackle may not run block well, might give up a sack. But really, this day and age, what are the offensive tackles doing? Well, they have to block well, but our quarterbacks are so much better. What do I mean? They're elusive. I believe you don't even have to block as well anymore. I believe you don't even have to block as well anymore 
because the quarterbacks are out of the pocket making things happen. It's just circus, right? It's a circus sometimes. It's street ball. I, I, I'm not saying offensive line doesn't matter. I'm not saying uh, corners don't matter. I think the wide receiver has surpassed the offensive tackle, the shutdown corner, the edge rusher, if they're elite. And the money this year would tell you that. The money this year would tell you that. Thanks for calling. As we get going, you're live and you go ahead. Uh, I was wondering if you could help me out here. The uh, the quarterback down there in um, – oh, it's down in Florida. He's got like seven or eight Super Bowl rings. Is he elusive? Uh, he's about the only one that's not. Brian Tannehill's not that elusive either. Yeah, he's more there's elusive a, still than a handful Tom. Than arms, but, yeah. But, but Tom, uh, Tom's, yeah. Tom's the one guy you can put up there. You say, okay, but he's got so many other skills that Kirk Cousins doesn't have. <laughs> So, so okay. when you're not elusive like Kirk, and if you're not Tom Brady, you're a mess. That that's that's what okay. I'm saying. If you're not Tom Brady, you better be elusive. That's what I believe. And how far did that elusive? Uh, let me see. We got Kyler Murray. Does he look like he's going to get to a Super Bowl? He's. I, I take Kyler. I take him. Uh, does Lamar, Lamar Jackson? Jackson how many him? has he won? I take him. How, what are you? you, you, you going to tell me? Yet? Are you going to tell me Ryan Tannehill? You're taking him over Kyler and and Lamar? Or no, actually, I'm, tell- just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. Actually, I think it's, it's pretty close. I'm not sure if they've oh, passed no, him yet, no. but I think it's pretty close. Oh, come on. I think your wide receiver, your left tackle, or your blindside tackle for a quarterback, if he happens to be left-handed and rolls the other way. But, yeah, your blindside tackle, so your wide your receiver. So what's your vote? What, what's the second most uh, important? If I, had to, if I had to split hair, yes. wide receivers are getting the money right now, but I still think – if I'm if I'm in the draft room today, and it's between if I've got a Panay Sewell or a Jamar Chase, which worked out okay for Cincinnati getting to the Super Bowl, but I'd go with the guy I think is going to protect my quarterback for eight or ten years. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, other than I mean, I, I do think they're. I think it's just neck and neck within an eyelash of each other, and the quarterbacks. It seems like Burrow last year. I do think they basically asked him, "Do you want?" Uh, 10-year guy that's going to shut down the left side of the line, or do you want your buddy from LSU yeah, to right. the ball to right. a whole bunch? And great point. Get me Jamar Chase. Yeah, great so, point. And how did that work out? Pretty well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty well. They, they, they did okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yep. it. Thanks for getting in. Um, 720-1067. That's my question of the day as I start. You know, this just isn't grabbed out of thin air. I, I looked at it and I said, you know, I, I kind of hit on these guys that, oh, man, you're going to pay Tyreek? You're going to pay that much? And, and, and I'm going, is he going to make the Dolphins that much better? But then I look at it and say, it's by position. It's by position. Do the Dolphins think Tyreek Hill is going to take them over the top or an offensive tackle or a shutdown corner? My question of the day to you, second most important position behind quarterback in today's NFL is what? That's the question, Kay. And so I think um, I think the, the three options there are wide receiver, offensive tackle, and I'm still going to put shutdown corner in there because they're harder to find than the edge rushers. So the edge rushers, they're up there. They're not in my top three. They're on the bubble. I think there's a lot of edge rushers, you know, 
shut down corners, pretty hard to find now. Really, you know, it's kind of kind of tough, kind of tough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put those three positions up there. It's the second most important. And you look at it, you say, if you were drafting tonight, our la- our last listener, the caller said, if he was drafting tonight, that's how I wanted to frame it. You're just looking for the best player available. If it's a tackle, a wide receiver, or a corner, what are you taking? And for me tonight, it's a wide receiver. For me tonight, it's a wide receiver because I look at it and I say, would Patrick Mahomes be what he is without Tyreek slash Travis Kelsey, that that aerial assault there? You just put Tyreek as the game breaker, all those touchdowns over 30 yards. Okay, would the Showtime Mahomes be and the Chiefs be what they were without the Cheetah? No, they would not. They would not. Would the Packers have gotten to NFC championships and they got close again this year without Devontae Adams, the wide receiver quarterback combo? There's no way. They even had offensive linemen hurt. Their best offensive lineman was hurt all year this last year. Didn't seem like it mattered much. And then the one uh, we talked about, the Bengals. They had one of the worst offensive lines when you look at it. And they didn't uh, get impacted that badly. Joe Burrow, pretty mobile, made some quick decisions. And he had Jamar Chase out there, just went off. Just went off. And I'll say one more. The Vikings. So people are going to say, well, the Vikings need help up front on the offensive line. They need, up help. They need help up there. They do, but what if they didn't have Justin Jefferson? They would have lost more games than they did. And they've had bad offensive linemen for the most part. Well, you could look at it this way. They drafted Kristen Derrissaw last year. Offensive tackle. Now he went through some injuries, so, so I get that, but... Derrissaw is supposed to be the real deal offensive tackle. Who's going to make a bigger impact, Derrissaw or Justin Jefferson, in your opinion? It's, it's Jefferson. Let's just go one by one by one through the teams and the guys that make the plays. I know the old linemen don't get all the love. They're key. They're key. But they don't change the game as quickly. You know why? Mobile QBs, they're not as important the offensive lineman meaning, not as important. Still got to be good. You can't be a slouch out there, a hat rack. But I also can chip you now, too. Because the running backs don't do much. They'll chip you. Tight ends will chip you. They bring that stuff into the game. So if I got an offensive tackle that's kind of struggling against an edge rusher, I'll just do some chipping over there, and I've got a game breaker that's one-on-one. My wide receiver one-on-one, who can get me a touchdown now. We don't have to three yards in a cloud of dust with a good tackle up front or, you know, hope that the shutdown corner can get three interceptions in a game, which they can't. They can stop guys, but the wide receivers can change the game right now in the blink of an eye. Um, Let's go to it. Let's go to the poll question, 720-1067, your vote. If you're picking a player tonight, best of player available, what's the second most important position behind quarterback you would draft? Best player available, here they are. They've, they're all up on the board. Offensive tackle, wide receiver, shutdown corner. 
The vote is, wow, wow, 63% of you, offensive tackle. I'm making the argument for wide receiver, right? I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. College football now set a new record last year with over 7.5 yards per pass attempt. What's that mean? What's that mean? College football, quite a bit different than the NFL, right? But they're now even passing it all the time down the field. Down the field. Not a lot of bubble screens. Okay, There's some of that stuff. They set a new college football set a new record last year for yards per pass attempt. You need the wide receivers, but 63% say tackle, 25% elite wide receiver. I'm with you. 11% say shut down corner. Shut down corner. Listener text, you can't rule out the offensive line. If you don't have a decent line, then the QB won't have time to show what he can do. No, there's always a sense of that. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, the thing is, if the Vikings had a good offensive line, then they'd be even better, right? Then they'd be even better. But if they didn't have Justin Jefferson, my point is, they're not very good at all. This is a guy that set records as a rookie. I mean, he's been unbelievable. And uh, there hasn't been a lot of time for Kirk to throw. <laughs> but Jefferson still made it happen. That's that's how I see the value surpassing the importance of the offensive line, the value of Jefferson. Um, listener text, I'm taking a shutdown corner. Listener text, 720-1067, I'm taking a shutdown corner. Well, they're hard to find. My problem with the shutdown corner, my guy, Patrick Sertan, Broncos took him, right? Last year, number nine. Broncos took him. And um, he's good. He's good. Does not give me as many game-changing plays as a wide receiver. Just doesn't. Can try and hold the other guy down. Can make some coverage. Gets beat every now and then. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, a shutdown corner. When he gets beat, he's toast. And then he gets thrown under the bus. I mean, the, the margin of error there for a shutdown corner is so small. And the margin for them to impact the game, very small. I mean, if Patrick Sertan's going to give me three picks a game, now you're talking. But he's not. A wide receiver is going to give me three touchdowns a game. Right? Um, all right. Last one. Listener text. But it's the Vikings, and they're just going to suck. <laughs> you just had to get that in there. I'm glad I read that. <laughs> Scott Pianowski's in as we get started on a Thursday. My votes for wide receiver, I kind of went through it. You're passing over 60% of the time in the NFL. College football setting records in yards per pass attempt just last year. You're seeing the teams that have the elite wide receivers, the young guys, Jamar Chase, Bengals, Justin Jefferson, Vikings, and then you see these guys that have made a living, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it matters as much who's up front or who's in the secondary anymore. All right. Scott Pianowski, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports. He says, baseball is getting smarter and it's getting tougher to watch. Does he have a point? Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 p.m. tomorrow night and continues until 9 p.m. Saturday night. Overcast skies tonight with isolated thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 44. Winds out of the southeast 8 to 15 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow high of 50. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow night 36 cloudy. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 62. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great way to get ahead. Thinking about home improvements or projects this summer? Apply for a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank. You may have cash in your house that you didn't even know about, and it's a great time to be a homeowner. Just think about the potential of what you could do with a home equity loan. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to help. Get started on your home equity loan at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. If you're planning to keep on driving your current vehicle with higher miles on it, drive with confidence after a thorough inspection at Pro Auto Care. Regular service and preventative maintenance is extra important for higher mileage vehicles, so bring yours on into Pro Auto Care to keep it running longer for you. At Pro Auto Care, Tom and his crew pledge to give you an honest evaluation and never over-service or overcharge. From inspections to oil changes, brakes, tires, and major automotive service, trust Pro Auto Care. Open as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza and chicken.com. Hot dogs, get your hot dogs. Baseball and hot dogs, they go together like front porches and rocking chairs. And with Village Hearth Buns, you don't have to go to your local ballpark to enjoy a really good hot dog. Just grill up a package of quality franks and serve with your favorite toppings on a Village Hearth Bun. They're the same delicious buns served at baseball stadiums throughout the Midwest. Village Hearth Buns, baking our best for you. City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show.
Welcome back in on a busy Thursday. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. NFL Draft Live coverage on Fox Sports Radio coming up at 6 Mountain Time. That's when our show wraps up. How handy. How handy. Live coverage from Las Vegas. Every pick, analysis, all of it on Fox Sports Radio. Great NFL team from Vegas coming up at 6. Great radio coverage. If you haven't listened to it last couple of years, I invite you to do that tonight. I'm plugged in on it. It's really good. We'll talk Frank Schwab coming up, NFL writer, and covers the betting side of things. I want to look at the draft and some props there. Yahoo Sports coming up first. It's a double Yahoo Sports day. Major League Baseball writer, Fantasy Sports, Yahoo Sports. It's Scott Pianowski on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. I like talking baseball with him as we're a few weeks in here. Scott, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great, and uh, let me tell you, I'm excited that you have Frank on uh, later. He's a very good friend of mine. We've been colleagues for a while at Yahoo, and uh, if it's NFL, if it's betting, if it's March Madness, he, he's just a fountain of information. So I, I hope your your listeners hang on for that segment. Cause I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, he's solid. He's solid. So you're you're a ba- you're a baseball guy there, and I've enjoyed these segments. I I saw what you tweeted here um, this week, and I wonder, you know, if we can get into it a little bit. You said. The smarter is something to the lines of the smarter baseball gets, the harder it is to watch. Um, explain what we're talking about. Yeah, the collateral damage of optimization. As teams have realized that uh, the shifting is, is obviously an advantage, the using multiple pitchers. You know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that you looked in the paper for the starting pitchers, and you thought, okay, that guy's going to go six, seven, eight innings. You know, maybe a reliever or two would come in. Now we see these parades of fire-breathing dragons who throw a ball that moves too much, and they're only throwing 15 or 20 pitches with their hair on fire. It's never been more difficult to get a hit in baseball in modern history than it is right now. And so as the pitchers have optimized, as the defense has optimized, the hitters have realized, well, our our optimization is not to hit a single or steal a base or try to get a triple. We're going to try to hit a home run. That's It's so hard to hit the darn ball that if I do make contact, let's try to put it in the seats. So what you have is a game that's smothered by strikeouts, smothered by home runs, and smothered by walks to some extent, and you don't get to see as many because the defense is in place so many so many more times now. You don't get to see the exciting plays in the field. You don't see as many stolen base attempts. You don't see as many triples. And it's going to be really difficult for baseball to get this toothpaste back in the tube. I, they could Maybe they could at some point have restrictions on how many pitchers can pitch in a certain day. Maybe lowering the mound would help. We know they did that a generation ago, and there's an offensive spike. Of course, that was also tied to an expansion year, but you have a game now where the strikeout rate has never been higher, and if you go to a game, the game's a little bit slower, and there isn't as much action on the field, and I think that puts baseball to real crossroads right now. Okay, so one team that really does this, the Rays, um, mm-hmm. we're going to throw relievers out there. Sometimes they, they essentially don't have a starter. I mean, they don't have any like like that A starter, essentially. Um right now anyway. So they they didn't have a starting pitcher get a win until this past weekend. I mean, we're a few weeks into the season. It's, It's They just throw a bunch of guys out there. The Rays do it. Other teams aren't quite that drastic, but will we see more of that? Yeah, The Rays are going to be the poster child for 
here's how you can make money and be competitive and do it on a budget. And uh, there are people in the Baltimore organization right now who have ties to uh, what Houston did, and uh, not, not the cheating, but some of the smart things Houston did. And that's what the Orioles would like to do. It's, it makes me sad. I grew up with the Orioles being you know, a juggernaut with Earl Weaver, and then they had some, some good teams in the 90s. But you know, right now, Baltimore is the, is the weakest team and is the cash poorest team, I guess, um, among those four. Maybe, maybe Tampa Bay's in a little bit different of a situation. Of course, the the ballpark's a problem in Tampa Bay. But what Tampa Bay is showing you is, look, we make money every year. We compete every year, and we don't have a Yankees payroll. We don't have a Red Sox payroll. We don't have a Mets payroll. We don't have a L.A. Dodgers payroll. And here we are cranking out 93-win seasons. And, that again, teams are going to try to replicate that, which is try to make try to make good choices on the margins. And if it is having an anonymous pitching staff, but, you know, we threw five or six guys at you, I mean, that's what they're going to do. Scott Pianowski on, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports. Find him on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski, a good follow. Uh, for baseball fans, do you think a pitch clock, if it comes in, it's it shortened the minor league games by 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. I think that's significant. If it comes in, will that add some anticipation, some excitement, pitch by pitch? Yeah, for sure. The pace is is going to help. And who knows? Maybe if the pitcher isn't given that much time to think and to amp up, maybe their effectiveness goes down a little bit. It can hurt. And baseball has to be – they have to be proactive with some of these rule changes. When you think about it, it wasn't that long ago that college basketball had no shot clock, no three-point shot. Okay, It wasn't that long ago that you could – in football, the defenders could do anything they wanted to the receivers all over the field. You know, They realized a generation ago that they had to change the pass interference rules and they had to help offense. We've seen in hockey now that the, the scores are more 5-2, 4-3, where they had a problem with the games getting clogged up in the neutral zone and they – kind of tacitly accepted and approved that you could clutch and grab and impede the offensive players. They finally thought, wait, wait a minute, our exciting guys are the people who can handle the puck and shoot it and score, not, not the guys who grab them and impede their progress. And so baseball is going to have to make some hard choices. And we saw with the lockout, one thing that was frustrating is even when things got settled, it was kind of like ownership was on one side, the players were on the other side. We know that the commissioner is basically on the ownership side. He works for them. And there's no middle ground here. There's no commonality. And, and there's never been a time, I think, in the last 20 or 30 years where baseball, maybe maybe going back to the strike in 94, where these guys really need to be on the same side of things. They need to say, okay, we're playing now, but we need to have a product. There's much more competition. There's all these streaming things, and everybody can do everything on their phone. And there's just so many choices now for the entertainment dollar. Baseball needs to get together ownership and the player side, and, and say, okay, what's best for our game? Where, where do we want to be in 5, 10, or 15 years? Because, again, this is an inflection point for the overall sport. How about this guy? He goes for 3,000 hits. Speaking of offense, 3,000 mm-hmm. hits. Miguel Cabrera, um, really popular guy, and a lot of people love him. And I see this future, and I say, I don't think guys are going to get to that number. I mean, you got to get 200 hits a season or more. I don't think guys are going to get to that number. Who who do you think? For sure, that's it's a dying breed. The three hundred win pitcher is, is maybe a dead breed already, and it's going to be really hard to get three thousand hits because a lot of the better hitters walk too much, so they're only getting you know one hundred sixty, one hundred seventy hits a year. I mean, think of some of the guys who didn't get three thousand hits. You know, Ted Williams didn't get three thousand hits. Mickey Mantle didn't get three thousand hits. You know, stuff like that. You're going to need somebody who comes up early in his career, you know, twenty, twenty one, twenty two. And somebody who swings, somebody who's not one of these, okay, I'm looking to walk 100 times a year, somebody who's 
Yeah, if you had Tim Anderson, probably like Tim Anderson, if he had come up at 21 or 22, maybe he's somebody who can do it because he eschews the walk. It would have to be somebody who hits around 300, who doesn't walk a lot, who comes up early in his career and then is durable enough and lucky enough to play. You know, it's so funny. In my childhood, I remember when George Brett and Paul Mulder couldn't stay healthy. And then those guys were, you know, they played into their late 30s and I think Mulder into his 40s. And they were much healthier in their second decade of baseball than they were in their first. But it's going to be a confluence of events. Somebody who comes up early doesn't want to walk that much and is lucky enough to have a 20-year career. Do you think it's possible? I, I don't in this baseball day and age. Right now, the way things are framed, I would bet against it. But, you know, who's to say maybe they come up with a pitch that the ball that spins less, maybe they move the mound back or they move it down and it becomes easier to hit. It may be the shape of baseball. These things are cyclical. Baseball will look different in 8 or 12 or 15 years, maybe in a way that we can't anticipate. But, I mean, you certainly hit the nail on the head. I, I hope everybody get a good long look at Miguel Cabrera because there's not, there's not another one walking down. We're not anywhere close to these milestones. And we're going to have to recalibrate, right? I mean, that's what sports are. I mean, you know, the NFL switched to a 17-game season. It kind of changes the stats and everything. What makes it frustrating in baseball is that the one thing that baseball has over every other sport is a sense of history in the statistics. And we know if, if people say, if you say 715, you know what I'm talking about. Or, or you say um, you know, 61 home runs in a season. You know, yeah. People know that yeah. Babe Ruth's best season was 60 homers and stuff like that. People remember Bob Gibson's ERA was 1.12 in 1968. We don't have that in other other sports. So you go to the, a really ardent football fan, he probably doesn't know what the rushing record is in a single season. The, the sports don't have that type of legacy and history and lineage, and baseball needs to be really careful with this or they're going to lose it. Last one, Scott Pianowski on Major League Baseball writer Yahoo Sports. Um, you know, I, I look at some of the stuff Rob Manfred's been overseeing. It's anybody in leadership's going to have some issues, so so I get it. Um, some people aren't going to like you, and, and some people are going to like this decision. It comes with the territory. But I'd look at it and say, during this time, just recently, Scott, fans have talked about the baseballs, and the baseballs have changed, and then have they changed back? And it just seems like bizarre controversies have clouded Rob Manfred's tenure. Why? Yeah, it's, you need somebody with a better sense of PR. I think Manfred's actual work as a negotiator isn't that bad, but he's not good for the face of baseball. He doesn't. You know, there was a time when the when the lockout was in a really bad place, and he was joking with reporters and was kind of laughing about some stuff, and it, it just gives a bad look to the game. And I, I wish we had somebody, you know, they always joked that Bob Costas would be a perfect commissioner. And then they would talk to Costas. He's like, oh, one, he would downplay his, his, um, Bonafides for the job, which actually is not true at all because he'd be perfect for it. But the thing is, Bob Costas is too smart to be commissioner. He doesn't want the headache. But Manfred needs to be better in front of the camera because they need somebody who faces the public who isn't as tone deaf as Manfred often is. And you talk about the baseballs. I mean, Chris Bassett of the Mets get up and said, look, you don't know. You get a batch of balls in the first inning, they play a certain way. You get a batch of balls in the third oh. inning, they play a certain way. Oh. There's no uniformity here. He said, you ask any pitcher in baseball right now, and they're dominating the game. He said, they're frustrated by the baseball." Yeah, <laughs> it's just bizarre to me. Some of these bizarre controversies that it feels like baseball sometimes can't um, win, um, with Rob Manfred at least uh, running the show. Scott Pianowski on tonight. Good stuff. Yahoo Sports, Major League Baseball writer. We'll get you back, Scott. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
Always good to talk to you. All right, appreciate it. Scott Pianowski on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Find him at yahoosports.com, Major League Baseball writer. Um, Scott underscore Pianowski on Twitter. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think about just some of the tweaks and some of the things with baseball. Some of the baseball fans don't want to see it, but I think you got to bring in some of this stuff, and I don't know how far you go because a lot of people don't want to tell the defense they can't do the shifting because it's just like in basketball. Can we play man-to-man and zone and different defenses? Well, yeah, but you can't camp out in the key either, right? You can't just camp out in the key and, and shut off the driving lane. So, so there are little things. It's like, well, that'd be like telling the defense they can't play zone, you know, in basketball. Well, it's like telling them you can't shut, you can't camp out in the key on defense. Um, so there is there is some tweaks here, maybe that could help pick up a little bit of the offense. Scott Pianowski strikeouts at an all-time high um, average. I know a lot of people may not look at average anymore, but average is down. Um, baseball, does it need more offense? Is that uh, a big, big thing? Stay tuned as the season plays out. Luke Braun is in next. Let's talk Minnesota Vikings tonight. Is there something that they could do that they really could mess up today? 12th pick of the draft. There's going to be some guys there. Is it going to be a corner? Is it going to be a wide receiver? Uh, what do the Vikings need to do? Can, can they mess this up? Luke Braun, he hosts Locked on Vikings, and we'll lock it in with Luke next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Danny Manholt Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks, and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at rapidchevrolet.com for a no-obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. At Danny Manholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. I'm Tyler Hogan, and this is my wife, Dee, and we own Dee Vet Supply. Pioneer Bank has been very good to us. All our banking is with Pioneer Bank. What you find oftentimes in big corporate banks is they don't allow people to run their business the way that it should be ran. And without a doubt, it's been just an easy, easy relationship with Pioneer Bank. Very easy. Yeah, we support them because, you know, they support us. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 
Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds and Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds and Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pier, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. for tuning in here and spending some time with us on a Thursday. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live Fox Sports Rapid City. Vikings pick number 12 tonight. We'll have live coverage on Fox Sports Rapid City tonight with the NFL Draft. Every pick right here starting at 6 o'clock Mountain. Well, let's talk Vikings, okay? 12 pick. Locked on Vikings podcast. Do you know that? You need to know that. Download it where you get your podcast. Locked on Vikings with Luke Braun. And he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Luke, thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, so let me ask you here, Luke. Can, yeah. can the Vikings do anything tonight that could really mess this up? Or is that not possible? <laughs> Isn't that all? That, how come I'm getting that question all the time? The draft is like the most exciting weekend of the year, and everybody's wondering how it can hurt them. <laughs> okay, so you tell me. Well, you sure. tell me. They could reach on a player, right? Like, there's always just some guy that's supposed to go round four, and they take him in the first. Like, that's always possible. There are guys that I, I don't particularly, particularly like, you know, if, if they picked Drake London out of USC. I'm not a big fan of his, but there are other people that would like vehemently disagree and they'd be doing backflips. Um, really, I, I think if they're trading, you know, a first this year and a first next year to like trade up to pick four and get Sam Howell, like, yeah, sure. They could do all sorts of crazy things, but really if they do, if what they do today is a disaster, we don't really know about it functionally for like two years. Okay, that's what they can do yeah. to mess this up: is pick a player that that busts out, right? Okay, um, which they have, yeah, so which they have. Um, I think a lot of sure. Vikings fans are like, okay, what's the best thing to do at position of need? Because there are positions, or if like it's the best player available. Um, that's always the argument this time of year. If somebody falls down to twelve and well, maybe you don't need a safety or maybe you don't, quote-unquote, need a wide receiver, but somebody's there. Do you go best sure. player or best or, or position uh, of need? Right. So I get this question a lot, too. My answer is usually something like, okay, tell me who the players are, right? Because it's different if I'm asked to choose between Trent McDuffie and Jamison Williams. That's different between you know choosing between Jamison Williams and Sauce Gardner, right? 
Um, but I, I will also say this. The way I process this, there are wants and there are needs. Corner is a need. If they don't acquire more corners in this draft, they're going to be in trouble. It's going to be a problem. Wide receiver is a want. If they don't get a wide receiver and they run out with, you know, Thielen and Justin Jefferson, that's fine. But if you add a Jamison Williams to that mix, assuming he's healthy and all that stuff, that rocks. That would do a great thing for the Vikings and would add a ton of value, could totally be worth 12. And it just means that you have to handle cornerback on day two, which you can absolutely do. In my opinion, there are five first-round corners in this draft. I don't know if all five of them actually go in the first round draft, in the first round of the draft. We might be sitting here four hours from now saying, there's still a couple pretty good corners on the board. And if the Vikings didn't happen to take one, they might be able to get one with their second round pick somehow, trade up, do something. There are ways to do that. So go ahead, pick a wide receiver if you're really, really excited about a guy, and then figure out corner tomorrow. I think that's a perfectly valid strategy, but it does also seem like the way the board is going to fall it's going to be really convenient to just pick a good corner. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, or, interesting. Or a good D-back. Uh, Luke and Braun on. there, you trade back. Like, that's fine. Right, right. Luke Braun, Locked on Vikings is the podcast. Find him on Twitter, at Luke Braun NFL. If you don't follow him, you can do that. Um, so I'll ask you my question of the day, Luke. I, it's just a general question of the day. I did my opening segment on it. Going into the draft here, if you're picking a player, forget the Vikings, but if you're picking a player, the second most important position now behind quarterback in today's league, second most important position is what in today's NFL? I've always thought corner. Um, you have. Shut down I, I corner. I, okay. Outside corner. And the way modern defenses are comprised, a lot of them want to do – you might remember Mike Zimmer talking about this back in 2017 when Xavier Rhodes was at his peak – and him talking about Rhodes' like, value to the team and how he could essentially, if you have one guy locking down another guy, essentially everyone's best defensive coverage call is one with the corner on the outside in singular man-to-man coverage and everybody else doing other stuff. That's just Those plays just work better, but you just need the cornerback to be able to, to hold up on the outside. Um, so if you have that, it just unlocks everything, makes everybody's job a whole bunch easier, um, other players can become superstars and stuff. When you have that Jalen Ramsey, that guy, um, I, I think it just blows everything else out of the water. You could say receiver or tackle. I'd totally listen to okay. those two, but for me, okay. cornerback. Okay, I was wondering. Those are my other two options. I said receiver. I said I think it's I think it's surpassed. Um, now you look at the value and look, look at the game changer on one play, what can happen. But So I went receiver. You go shut down corner. So I'll ask you, Luke Braun, who do you peg here? For the Vikings, um, when you're looking, you know, hey, this is the guy I think that's going to go 12. You, you kind of leaned into a corner. Is that what's going to happen? You know, if if Sauce Gardner is within reach somehow, I don't think it'll happen. But if he is, um, that's the guy I want the most. I don't think it's going to happen, and it sounds like Derek Stingley is going to be gone too. Barring those two guys, I don't like any of the other corners at 12. I'd rather they trade down. And if none of that's available – it's Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. He's the guy, one of the guys that I would trade up for in this draft that I think it would actually be worth moving up to ensure that you get him. And I only say that about three players in this whole draft. Saw him and Trevon Walker, who I think is going to go one overall here. Um, so Kyle Hamilton's just my guy. If we end up getting him at 12, 
I'll be streaking through the quad. It'll be great. Okay. All right. <laughs> Last one for Luke Braun. I'll let him go. Um, are the Vikings going to get a quarterback sometime? Probably not, unless it's like a day three Nate Stanley throwaway, and then who cares? Um, but they they just signed a quarterback to a $30 million extension with a no-trade clause for the next two years. Um, even if you draft, say, a Desmond Ritter this year, you're blowing two years of his rookie contract where he doesn't even get to play because you still have Kirk Cousins pretty firmly bolted down. Um, so probably no serious attempt at a quarterback, but nothing stopping them from grabbing an Akil Glass in the seventh round and saying, eh, who knows, you know? Right, right. Um, we'll let him get to it. Locked on Vikings is his podcast, Daily Pod. Luke Braun, NFL on Twitter. Follow him there. Luke, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. Anytime, Nate. All right, thanks a lot. Luke Braun, live from a windy Las Vegas. <laughs> Live from the draft in Las Vegas, uh, Luke Braun covering the Vikings, Locked on Vikings podcast down at the draft tonight. Luke Braun, NFL on Twitter. Interesting question of the day. If you haven't answered it, um, get your answer in on this thing. Luke Braun's answer, second most important position in today's NFL behind quarterback is what? He says corner. We've had a few listeners say corner. But that's the lowest answer so far. 11% of people saying corner, shut down corner. 25% of people with me, elite wide receiver. I think it's basically been, it's been happening. It's been happening. You see how these game-breaking wide receivers have, have advanced and they've become more and more important. So I've gone wide receiver, but a majority of the audience says offensive tackle still. Offensive tackle. And I think there's a couple of reasons why the offensive tackle doesn't need to be as elite anymore. We can help him on the pass block. Um, we don't run it as much anymore. My quarterback's more uh, mobile, get out of the pocket, don't have to protect him in the pocket as much. Most of the guys anyway, or a lot of them. That's, that's why I think the tackle's been devalued. Um, as of right now, the money's still going to show you recently – Tackle's really important. Edge rusher's really important. Corner's really important. Wide receiver now, this year, has exploded. Contract money has exploded. Um, We're going to come back with Mike Henriksen, South Dakota broadcaster. You know Mike, right? Live from Sioux Falls, his show Calling All Sports. We're going to hit on a lot of high school topics. I want to get Mike's take from coaching to fans. I got to say... There was just a meeting of athletic directors here in South Dakota. It was out here in the Black Hills. Imagine that. They all want to come here, right? It was out here in the Black Hills. They talked about one of the big concerns at this year's state tournaments, the state basketball tournaments. We'll discuss it with Mike Henriksen next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 p.m. tomorrow night and continues until 9 p.m. Saturday night. Overcast skies tonight with isolated thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 44. Winds out of the southeast 8 to 15 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow, high of 50. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow night, 36, cloudy. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 62. Hi, this is David Brenman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Nothing compares to the giveaways at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our promo hot seat drawings every weekend pay out over $34,000. Saturday night's Lucky 7's drawings award players with another twenty-one grand in cash. On April 30th, the Golden Cash Blast pays out another $12,000 in cash. Plus, First Gold has slot tournaments every Friday and Sunday, totaling $16,000 in prize packages. All told, that's over $80,000 every single month at First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins, and the winning never ends. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Tonight on a Thursday, right? You having a good day? I hope so. We're almost up to 5 o'clock. That's good. That's good. The drive at 5 straight ahead. What's on tap tonight? Brought to you by Poor 54. Frank Schwab is on tap. NFL writer, Yahoo Sports, covering the draft. Just an hour away from the draft, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Every pick going to be announced here. Analysis, good stuff. Fox Sports Radio, live coverage from Vegas, coming up 6 o'clock Mountain. Frank Schwab joins the Nate Brown Show straight ahead. Yahoo Sports, Rapid City Rush in good shape. The ECHL playoffs, they're up two games to one in the first round series against Allen. And game four is tomorrow. We'll talk to the head coach, Scott Burt, Rapid City Rush Hockey head coach on the way. What's on tap tonight? Brought to you by Poor 54, downtown Rapid City. Find out what's on tap right now. 54 of your favorite brews at poor54.com. All right, Mike Hendrickson's in. How about Mike tonight? Calling all sports is his show. Heard throughout South Dakota. Mike Hendrickson on Twitter, at Mike Hendrickson. You can follow him, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Mike, good to have you. How are you? Nate, a pleasure. I'm doing well. And by the way, I approve wholeheartedly of that walk-up music. Okay, Can't good. Be Huey Lewis. All right. No, that is true. I love Huey. I knew you'd <laughs> like that. Um, I got a question for you. So I see this story come out of the South Dakota High School Activities Association Board of Directors meeting. And it's a story that just comes across the newswire here and 
it, it talks about some of the comments made during the board meeting for the Activities Association and um, from, from some staff at the Activities Association. And, and one, uh, they're talking about the state basketball tournaments, which you're okay. a part of, Mike. So you, you, you've been there and done that. And so, so I, I ran into you. We were out here. And so they, here's the line. Our sportsmanship is getting pathetic. Um, this is from Joe Auk. Um, and she said, this a handful of people can make it miserable. It includes players, coaches, and fans. Our sportsmanship is getting pathetic. What do you say about that? Well, here's the thing, Nate. I have always been really, really blessed because when I'm at a sporting event, 99 times out of 100, I'm wearing really heavy earphones and can't hear what the crowd is doing or what's being said, etc. I don't disagree with Joe. I don't know what specific instances she's, you know, referring to. Um, but in that particular, you know, it, it, we're getting worse at everything. We're getting worse at taking care of each other. We're getting worse at, at a lot of things. So it just figures that that would carry over also to high school sports. And I'm I'm curious, too, that has been a big source of emphasis when it comes to our official shortage. Yep, you know, and yep. it doesn't matter the sport. If, if you're treating officials poorly, they're not going to stay with it. And that's why we ended up having Thursday night high school football games and Saturday afternoon football games and that sort of thing is because those numbers aren't going up. So I think it was maybe even in reference to uh, to some of that maybe as well as the effort to to recruit and, more importantly, retain new officials for all the sports. Here's an interesting one from that same meeting. A board member, Mark Murphy, Mark Murphy said the players take their cues from coaches. He said attitude is picked up by the players. Mark Murphy, quote, I really think coaches need to help us in the sportsmanship area. So so he's saying coaches kind of John and chirping, that leads to players doing the same thing. How about that, Mike? You've covered tournaments. Are we seeing it? I, I have, and I will tell you my favorite story about that ever. Uh, my late friend, Marv McCune, who racked up over 400 wins coaching at, at this Met and had a few state titles. Lee Johnson from Westington Springs, who is still repping, by the way. Um, I think this was his 46th year, maybe. Anyway, this match is playing Tulare for a state championship. And Marv is hot right out of the box. And he's jumping all over Lee. And this is back when there's just two officials. He's all over Lee. And it's about two minutes into the game. And Lee comes over and goes, Marv, you really want to do this all night? <laughs> and and Marv kind of looked at him and goes, no, Lee, I really don't. <laughs> and, and, he, and he calmed right down and didn't say three, four words to Lee the rest of the night. Now that's... And I got that confirmed from both of them. They're both buddies of mine. I agree with that wholeheartedly. As a matter of fact, I've got a grandson right now who is a kid who wears his heart on his sleeve, but I am working very, very hard with him to not do that during ball games. Mm, mm. You know, and, and 
just because that's you know he sees it a lot. You'll see, you'll see the pros. They're watching the yes, NBA. They're yes. watching et cetera. Um, how much and, does that impact it? I think that matters. Pros yelling, whining every call. I, I agree wholeheartedly. What we've seen with Cat from the Timberwolves is you know. He's got to get those emotions in check. There's better ways to focus your energy. And plus, it takes a lot of work to be that angry all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's just... Or you're that's, bickering, you're whining, and then you're not getting back. And then they score, exactly, right? Exactly exactly right. Yeah, you're much better saved. You're, you're going to have a lot more energy at the end of the game if you have not wasted your time and energy complaining to the referees just figure out how it goes i've gone with you know that's part of of what the athletic iq becomes you figure out whether it's where the strike zone is or you know what fouls are going to get called and in my grandson's defense he is the biggest kid uh at everything that he does and so consequently he's not going to get calls I mean, I just, I, I know that, but I'm trying to get that across to him, that that's something that for right now, anyway, other people may catch him, but for right now, that's how that's going to be, and he needs to, to learn to deal with it well, just as part of that sports IQ. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, a lack of sportsmanship kind of talked about there as kind of a theme at the state basketball tournaments. That was the discussion, anyway, at the board of directors meeting here earlier this month, and they say, well... The coaches, the fans, and the players, they, you know, they, they complain about this call, that call, and it just builds on itself. Um, I got a high school sports question of the day for Mike Henrickson today. Okay, so Uh-oh. I haven't seen this um, here, and I don't know any schools in South Dakota that do it, but I was finding this, and there's some high schools that do this now, speaking of coaches and, and players and the relationship, and here it is. High school players are filling out at some high schools end-of-year evaluations of their coach. So they get the form. There's all the questions. Rate him on a, you know, rate him or her on one to five in practice, in games, and in all the questions. And I went through one yesterday on the show. And so I asked the question, what do we think of that? Um, High school players filling out the end-of-year evaluation for their coach. Is it valuable or is it opening a can of worms? What's your answer? I, I think that the, the form in and of itself isn't bad. Who sees the results would be my question. If that's a coach that is doing it to do his own self-evaluation or perhaps he and his athletic director, yep, yep. But there is no way on earth that the public should ever have that you know, available to right, them. Right. There's no way on not earth. Not the parents, be, right? Right. Not the parents, not not the other players even, for that matter. Have it all filled out anonymously. And, you know, and if, if the coach wants to do that for his own self-improvement and the athletic director is okay with it, then that's a whole different deal. But if you're going to start making that stuff public – Man, are you asking for trouble. All right. Uh, last one for Mike Hendrickson. My home state of Montana has an interesting story this last couple of weeks. There's two high school football coaches up in Montana. They were recommended by their administration to come back to coach the team next year. Boulder, Montana, Frenchtown, Montana. The AD and the superintendent, all the way up to the superintendent, all the administration said, bring these coaches back. Both of those towns' school boards stepped in and said, we're not bringing them back. 
and now there's controversy. Where are we going here if administration says, we want the coaches back, we evaluate them on a day-to-day, we're, we're there on the ground, we want them back. School board made up of community members slash parents say no. What are we supposed to think? Boy, oh boy, is that a again a dangerous slope. It goes back to what we were talking about before. From the standpoint of, of not get you know, we don't have coaches that are staying with things. We're we're not gonna see the Larry Luchins anymore. We're not gonna see the Dave Hollenbecks, the guys that have, have stayed with it. Yeah, a I lot of the right. young coaches yeah. That they get into it, they get into it, and then they decide, you know what, this isn't worth it for this year-round stuff, let alone if you don't have the support of the community. That's when it's really easy to go find a job as an insurance agent. And <laughs> I, I think, think that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're taking a devil of a chance there. And the thing is, you wonder, okay, is, you know, Here's one of the things that has amazed me over the course of the last couple of years is people who had never in their life attended a parent-teacher conference suddenly are demanding to know what's going on in their kids' schools. Well, you know what? This information has always been available to you. It's a, in a public school setting, anyway. Yeah. It has always been available to you. You just haven't taken advantage of the opportunity to learn about it or to look into it further or whatever it is that you're attempting to do. And so you wonder if maybe in these cases there isn't even more to this than just what happens on the football field or at practice. Well, you wonder, don't you, Mike? I mean, and then guess what? If the school board says, well, we're not going to bring back the coach, and then they tell the AD who wanted to bring him back, by the way, hire somebody new. We're not going to do that, but good luck. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly right. And and that AD, you know, if I was the AD in that situation, it's like, well, you fired him, you hire him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a football coach. Now I don't. And so. then they'll fire him. Well, you never yeah, know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. you got to be careful with it. I, I thought that was interesting out of uh, Montana. Wow. We talked about it. Um, Mike Hendrickson on tonight. Good stuff. His show, Calling All Sports. Find him on Twitter at Mike. Henriksen. Follow him there. Mike, good to talk to you. I appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. It was a delight to see you out at State Tournament, and I'm glad it worked out this time. Hey, one real quick plug. Our two new books are available. GenuineJourneysOfLife.com. Make a great Mother's Day present. Excellent. GenuineJourneysOfLife.com. Mike, thanks. Um, great You're to have man, him. Nate. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike Henriksen on Calling All Sports, his show, uh, live from Sioux Falls. All right. All right, good stuff, rapid-fire stuff. I've got a situation here that uh, I need some audience help here, okay? I'm having a tough time with this next topic. I'm having a tough time. I I thought I felt one way. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm reeling. I'm reeling. It's a specific sports situation, and it involves kids. Should the kids get to play? Should the kids not get to play? There were some rules broken, and I need to know what the right call is. We'll discuss the situation next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. 
Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hey, Rapid City, you've heard me talk about 454. Have you been there yet? If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, they have the best selection by far. 454 downtown with 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries. Bingo night on Tuesdays, a great sports area upstairs, and they bring in live music. 454 has something for everybody, and the food is unbelievable. There's no place like it in the region, and we have it right here in Rapid City. 454 downtown Main Street. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate? Do you ever catch yourself singing these songs as we come back into the program? Do you ever catch yourself? I mean, you're just belting that out right now. You are just belting that out right now. You should be if you're a Boston fan, if you're a true music fan. Welcome back. Drive at 5 on a Thursday. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Frank Schwab's coming up live. Talking Las Vegas NFL Draft. We're an hour away, 45 minutes away from the first pick going down. Jaguars on the clock here. First pick. We'll have live coverage tonight. Fox Sports Radio from Vegas. But Frank Schwab checks in first here. We'll talk to him about the draft. One more final preview of the draft with Frank, Yahoo Sports. Rapid City Rush with Game 4, the ECHL first-round playoff against Allen tomorrow in Allen. 
The Rush are up two games to one, a biggie tomorrow. Talk to Scott Burt, head coach of The Rush. This hour, busy drive at five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. The drive at five, brought to you by Summit. Experience the Summit difference. Car buying truly built around you with the right financing, the right vehicle. Find out how they'll treat you. It's different at Summit. SummitAutoGRP.com. SummitAutoGRP.com. All right, let's uh, let's cover this one here. This came across the my radar last night, and I had an instant reaction to it. You know, that's what happens these days. You got this is a live radio show, man. You got to provide opinions, thought-provoking sports talk. You can't be messing around, waffling, or straddling the fence. It's easy on the hot takes, but you gotta you gotta provide some some insight. You know, so I I reacted to the story last night, and I got to thinking about it. And I'm thinking still about it today. And so I'll throw it out to you. I love high school sports stories, and this is an interesting one. It involves um, a couple of teams that have made the state playoffs for high school soccer in Alabama. Okay, so they're playing their spring season here. And the high school soccer teams there in Alabama, the, the high school Spanish Fort High School, now the mayor of the town's even weighing in here today. So this is, this is a big topic. This is interesting here. And, and there's controversy. And I wonder if there should be controversy or if, or if they're making the right call. So two soccer teams, the girls and the boys from the same school, they have been ruled out of the state soccer playoffs there in Alabama. They made the 6A uh, soccer playoffs. It's a big class, big deal. And they're out. They're out. What's the story? Well, there was a report. Somebody called in or emailed whatever it was to the Activities Association in Alabama. Hey, these two teams there, Spanish Port High School, the boys and the girls, they each have an ineligible player on their team. That was the, they were reported on that right before the state playoffs started here. They have an ineligible player. And what I mean by ineligible is, the boys and the girls have one player each that moved into this town. They moved into this town and allegedly didn't follow the rules of the whole family has to move at the same time. The players went there and the family didn't quite make it in time. You know, There's details there. You can look into it. Um, AL.com's covering this story, one of the leading news sites in Alabama. And okay, so so that's the story. That's the story. They played the full soccer season. These two players played at this school, boys and girls. Okay? They now got reported before the state playoffs start. Hey, I think this is a violation. I think this is a violation. They didn't follow this guideline of, you know, transferring into the school and yeah, they might have been living with whoever, but their family wasn't there in time, and so so that's the rule. So now they're out. This has been a week-long roller coaster here for uh, the state playoffs there at, at state soccer because you can imagine it's like, oh, why do we care about Alabama? Well, we it's high school kids, high school passion. They played the whole season, right? They've had a nice season. They've made the state playoffs. Now the whole team's out. So I'm going to ask you the question. As I reacted to it instantly last night, I thought my instant reaction was, well, let's see, why didn't they just pull out the players? Okay, these two players, boys and girls, teams, why didn't they just pull out the players? 
and make them not able to participate if that was the rule and it was broken and the activities association in Alabama says that's the story. Could you just pull out the players and let the team at Spanish Ford High School um, continue in the state playoffs? What say you in the question of the day in the drive at five? High school soccer team in Alabama, a couple of ineligible players. Now they're in the state playoffs and they've been disqualified. Do you agree? Do you agree? Yes, the whole team is done. No, you can just pull the players. Which way are you going to go today? Help me out. Help me out a little bit, okay? Votes are coming in. Votes. Some, we're we're um, calculating the votes on the Twitter poll here. I said initially, could you just pull out the players? But here's the catch. Here's the catch. Ready? The games that they played during the regular season were now forfeits. So they had this these ineligible players because of the transfer thing and the family not moving in time. Um, they had the players all season, so now the Activities Association looks at it. They say, well, all of those games are forfeits. So now you didn't win a game the whole year, and now you don't qualify for the state playoffs. End of story. You're out. That's kind of the play. By the way, if that happened here in South Dakota, just a little news flash for everybody. If that happened here in South Dakota, if you had ineligible players in games in the regular season, that's what would happen. Every game they played in, you would lose. That goes against your state qualifying record. If you didn't qualify, you're out of the playoffs. That's the same thing that would happen here in South Dakota. But it's big controversy um, down there. Big controversy. I mean, you could see why, right? A lot of emotion. Listener text. It's a team sport. They made an impact all year. Took the spot of another team that played by the rules. you got to kick them out. Whoa. Rough. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. That's why I said, I have, you know, my instant reaction was, could we just pull out the players and let the kids on the teams experience it? We don't know if they would have won or not, right? We don't know. I don't follow Alabama high school soccer as closely. Sorry, but we don't, just big picture. We don't know if they would have won, right? All year. I, I don't know. And so I, I, I tend to side with, let's see, how we can, let's see how we can let them play, the rest of the kids, because I think it's a killer for the rest of the kids. I'm going to guess, this is just me assessing, I'm going to guess the rest of the kids didn't know, like, oh, we're breaking the rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meh, I, I'm going to guess that. I'm going to guess that with how this kind of played out. It's kind of one of those things, well, yeah, you're eligible, right? I mean, you could, you're going to school here and the whole thing. Well, your family, are they, you know, did they move here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, we know, maybe they know more than I think, but I'm going to guess the players weren't quite right. Um, on the season, meaning, hey, we know we're cheating. We know we're cheating. You know, we got, we got this player, and, and we know we're cheating. We're going to do this. I don't know. I could be wrong on it. I could be wrong on it. But uh, listener text coming in, you're right, Nate. Pull the players only. It's not fair to punish the whole team. Interesting. Interesting. Am I right? I don't know if I'm right. I mean, a lot of times here, I'll give you a take. I stick with it, and then I'll admit if I'm wrong. I think this this one here last night, I was looking. It just came across. Now the story comes out in more details today, and I'm like, uh, 
Well, all the games in the early part of the season were then forfeited because they had the players all year. So then the forfeited record, you didn't win any. Would you have qualified for the state tournament? Boy, in that case, they wouldn't have. What a killer. What a killer. That's tough. That's tough. Let's uh, valley, uh, let's total it up. High school soccer team Alabama, a couple of ineligible players for the season. Now they're disqualified in the state playoffs. Is the whole team done or just pull the players? 66% of you say the whole team should be done. 34% say just pull the players. Interesting. Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think of this? Good. It's a tricky question, but um, it was a if it was a team rule that they broke, then pull the players. Like when I was in high school, our senior in football, star running back, um, decided to break into a grocery store and steal some chewing tobacco. Oh. Um, and so we they kicked him out of the next game, and we lost it because oh. we couldn't run the ball anymore. Yeah. Um, yep. But that that was an individual. Um, decision that he made, um, but when it's when it's a, a state rule and not just a team rule, yeah, um, yeah. You, it's 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 one of those like no man, I'm sorry, room. but no, room. no, I'm sorry, man. Like think about it from the other kids, like from the other schools, you know, like hey, they they've had this ineligible kid all year, and maybe they scored. Did we well, know just, how many scores goals they scored? Or? It feels like an easy way out. It, it feels like yeah. an easy. It's like, hey, let's report it. By the way, this was reported right before the state playoffs. Sure, you know? right, right. It, it, Which it, it's feels like, a little shady. A little, little uh, <laughs> easy way out. Like, hey, activities association, isn't it their responsibility to know who should be eligible as well all season long? They let this go it, on. Right, and but and on that same token, isn't it the school's responsibility that they should know what's going on too? They should. Yes. Like, yes. Where, where's where's the responsibility? You know, like like you got to make sure your house is in order before you start pointing fingers. So no, I got you on that. It's a tough one, buddy. But Appreciate it. It's tough, but it's it's the way it is. But All have right. a good day, man. All right, thanks, thanks for getting in. Let me know on it. Seven two zero one zero six seven is our number on the drive at five on this Thursday. Interesting high school sports story out of Alabama State soccer playoffs going. Going on minus these two teams, girls and boys, who qualified. And um, you know what's tough about this? Uh, I'm looking through this and looking at the names. the The girls and boy, they're they're part of the same family. It's part of the same family. It's it's a brother and sister. Or brother and sister. They went to the school, and you know the the rule they say that was broken was the family didn't move there. Um, as a you know to the right place or in time and and there's a lot of stuff there's attorneys involved in the whole thing my question is whole team is done in your case or pull the players and 66 percent saying the whole team is done as a matter of fact that's how it would be in south dakota it's interesting i mean uh i i hate it i don't like it it doesn't seem good activities association like Hey, we let this go on, and now all of a sudden somebody reports it, and now we're going to hammer them. Uh, I don't like that either. I wonder if there's a compromise, but uh, you know what happens when you compromise. Then you give an inch, and they take a mile, right? That's 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 where I kind of sit, too, of like, uh, did they have to do it this way? Maybe. Frank Schwab's in next. Let's talk Vikings. Let's talk first pick, second pick. I mean, the whole thing. Let's talk NFL Draft one more time before we're 33 minutes away. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, live next from Vegas. This 
is the Nate Brown Show. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 p.m. tomorrow night and continues until 9 p.m. Saturday night. Overcast skies tonight with isolated thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 44. Winds out of the southeast 8 to 15 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow high of 50. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow night 36 cloudy. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 60. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Tonight, the NFL Draft, 30 minutes away. Frank Schwab's in before we get to it on Fox Sports Radio. We've got live coverage of the draft from Vegas. Frank Schwab, NFL, betting, he does it all. YahooSports.com, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Follow him, Frank Schwab in tonight. Let's talk NFL Draft. Frank, thanks for coming on. Uh, Fox Sports Rapid City, how are you? Good, good. How's it going? It's going good, man. I want to get your take on things. You do some interesting stuff when it comes to props uh, and some interesting analysis here. One thing I haven't figured out, and I guess we'll find out in 30 minutes, a little over that, how did Trayvon Walker go from underdog to be the number one pick to Vegas favorite to be the number one pick here in 30 minutes? I mean, yeah, he's gone to basically being a lock right now. I mean, I haven't seen the most recent odds, but what I saw was, I think, minus 500. Which puts you, yeah, he's, he just keeps crawling up. I mean, just the way the odds are moving on everything is just crazy. He was plus 140 on Sunday night when I logged on to do a podcast Monday morning with my colleague Matt Harmon. He was, you know, it flipped to minus 150 to minus 175, and then he's minus 225 next day. It just has kept going and going, and it's gone like that for a few props. It's It's been a really interesting betting market. I, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, I mean, a lot of things are changing, and it just shows that, you know, we all think Vegas knows everything and all that, but they don't. Like they, you know, I mean, they they rely on, you know, they they 
judge on they get sharp bets in on something, and they just kept getting money on Trayvon Walker, and so they kept moving the line and moving the line, and now it seems like it's that's probably what's going to happen. They're going to be right, and we're going to uh, pretty soon from now see Trevon Walker being the first pick of the draft. And, boy, if not, it's a, a lot of people are going to be shocked. That's interesting. So Trevon Walker, Georgia, could be number one of the Jaguars. And then I had people say, hey, this is all getting set up. They set the whole thing up because they want Aiden Hutchinson going to Detroit. Is that going to happen next? I don't know. They're, that's one pick, and I mean, this draft is going to get crazy. I think. I think just strap in because I don't think anybody's going to be able to predict any pick. I had said for a long time the only thing I could really be sure of is that if Aiden Hutchinson fell to number two, that Detroit would run the pickup, and then every, you know everybody in the know, including my good you know a great colleague who does a draft, Eric Edholm, was like, "Not so fast. They've done a lot of work on Kayvon Thibodeau, and just because a kid win the Michigan doesn't necessarily mean they're going to draft him." And now I don't even know anymore. I thought that Aiden Hutchinson number two, if he was there, was an easy, easy pick. And boy, that that certainly isn't the case anymore. It could it could go any number of ways there too. So I think the entry at the draft starts at number two. If, if, the, if the Lions don't draft Hutchinson and he works out somewhere else, they will never hear the end of it. Never. Not If you pass on a Michigan star at number two right. and he shines elsewhere, Kayvon Thibodeau from the Oregon doesn't work out, boy, yeah, your, your fan base will not forgive you for that. Frank Schwab on talking NFL draft. Find him at yahoosports.com. Also on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. I had a question of the day about the draft, and I wanted to ask, uh, this day and age in the NFL, and you tell me, you look at values here, second most important position, all things being equal, I'm drafting, okay, best player available here. What's the second most important position behind QB in today's NFL? What is it? Edge rusher. I think that, it is. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if if you have a guy, or you know, or just rusher in general, I think that if you have a defensive tackle like Aaron Donald, I mean, he comes along once every how many years has the NFL been going on? Like once every you know, hundred and three years. But I mean, if Jeffrey Simmons, somebody like that who can get pass rush up the middle, is incredibly valuable too. But those guys are hard to project. The, the edge rushers, you see them get pushed up because you got to have a quarterback. You got to be able to stop the other team's quarterback. I think quarterback is very high up there. Left tackle is very high up there. Receivers getting to be up there. I mean, now that we see guys, you know, legitimately asking for twenty-five, twenty-seven million dollars a year, we we get a sense that you know these guys are valuable too. But to me, it's a, if you have a great edge rusher, that that makes up for a whole lot of uh, you know problems elsewhere on your defense. If, if you got that guy that can that could just beat a left tackle one on one and get to the quarterback. Okay, I admitted my pick, my start. Part of the show was uh, this day and age. I think it's finally happened. I said elite wide receiver. No, sure, I can see that. I, I could look. There's an argument to be made. There's a reason why Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and all these guys are asking for these nosebleed contracts because. You look and it's and it's you know go back to the Jamar Chase pick. I mean, I think the Cincinnati Bengals figured out that who cares if we have two good receivers? We need three. And I think that the fallacy, you know, you go into this draft and probably six, seven receivers are going the first round, and we can't be you know make the mistake of thinking, oh well, this team is already pretty set at receiver. They're not going to draft one because I think teams are just going to look like you said they see the value in it and they're going to look and they're going to say, who cares if we have two? Who cares if we have three? Let's go get a fourth. Let's go. Get Fifth, I just I, I think that that's going to be the way the NFL goes because I think teams are seeing the value in in those really high end receivers. Jamar Chase, I mean, for great example, 
it changed the entire Bengals' offense. I, yeah. And if you could land a guy like that, he's going to change your offense, too. Yeah, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. I yep. mean, I was running through it. Uh, Frank, let me, let me see what you think on this. Um, the over-under for a quarterback going in the top ten, it's been kind of like ten and a half, and, and I've seen some different numbers here. Then I've seen some mock drafts here lately. There might not be a quarterback going in the top ten. What's Vegas telling us? Yeah, and, and it seems to be that the unders, uh, as I've been talking about the unders on quarterbacks for a while, because I, I dislike this quarterback draft class. I don't think, look, if, if you've scouted Kenny Pickett and you believe truly that he's your starter for the next 12 years, good for you. I don't see it. I don't. And why why waste a first-round pick on a guy like that if you don't really truly think he can be a high-end starter for 10 years? So that's the way I'm looking at it. Malik Willis is the only guy who I see as being, a, okay, in two, three years if he's developed right, he could be a really, really high-end starter. Nobody else in this draft class does it for me. And I get it. The Carolina Panthers could jump there. Seattle Seahawks could jump at a quarterback. But when you draft a quarterback in the top ten, you're married. You're not dating. You are married to that guy. Look, the New York Giants are still trying to make it work with Daniel Jones, right? Like, if you draft a guy that high, he's basically your franchise for the next four years at least, maybe five if you pick up that option. And I don't see any of these quarterbacks being that guy. And I try not to project my feelings when I'm drafting, when I'm making draft prop bets, because it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what teams think. But I really don't. I don't. I guess you could see again. Could Seattle draft Malik Willis at number nine? Sure, I, we could talk ourselves into that. But I just don't see any of these quarterbacks being worth a top ten pick. So anything I could take that's under, you know, I mean, under quarterbacks in the first round, over when these guys are getting drafted, I'm punching those tickets because I don't believe in this draft class. Interesting. Ten and a half is uh, a number I've seen. They're going to go under or over that on quarterbacks. Are they going to go in the top ten? I've seen some mock drafts today from. Pretty respectable people, and you know, over the years, nobody gets it all right, but they say no. Um, one of the yeah. drafts I'm looking at, I got Malik Willis going first um, to the Steelers at number 20, all the way down at number that. 20. Um, yeah. Let me ask you okay, speaking of quarterbacks, after the draft here, I don't know what's going to happen. What do we expect Baker Mayfield when the dust settles here? What do you think with Baker? I truly think he's just stuck with the Browns. I mean, as uncomfortable as that would be, as bad as that would be, as much as Baker Mayfield would hate it, there's a couple of things in play here. First, there's no trade market for him. If there was a trade market, I think it would have been done already. I really do. Like, I don't. Let's wait. And after the draft passes. Well, you lose a lot of that capital. Like you can't say you, know, yeah, he, yeah. you can you can offer the Browns a 2023 pick, but that's a long way down the road in NFL years. So I just think after the draft happens, the, the chances of trades go down significantly. They and won't the cut him. Curve, they won't cut him. I don't know. I because here's the thing. Here's the thing that changes that math. They have a quarterback who might be suspended for four, six, eight games. Mm-hmm. We don't know. What are you going to do? If Deshaun Watson gets suspended, let's say it's six. You think you could win a division championship this year. Obviously, the Browns view themselves as a playoff team. All of a sudden, you're going to cut Baker Mayfield and your quarterback gets you know, suspended for a third of the season and you don't really have an answer? I don't know how you could look yourself in the mirror at that point. Who cares if Baker Mayfield doesn't want to be there? Who cares if you're paying him a little too much? You hold on to him, you play him for six games, you hope to bump up his trade value a little bit. You hope somebody has an injury quarterback so it opens up a possibility of you making a trade. I just think it... I guess, yeah, you could trade him if you just think this guy's going to be a cancer in the locker room or whatever. But it would look really weird if they cut him 
And then, you know, you go one and five in your first six games as Deshaun Watson is suspended theoretically, hypothetically, just because you, you didn't want Baker Mayfield to be there. Well, you, you need a, you might need a quarterback for, you know, a third or more of your season. So that's why I just wonder what if Baker Mayfield is just a Cleveland Brown on opening day because there's no other real great option. Interesting. Frank Schwab, last one. I'll let him run. YahooSports.com, NFL sports betting writer. Um, who do you think is that guy? You know, we may not know for a while, but, you know, a Jamar Chase, the, the guy that's going to be a great pro if we're looking here in the first 10 picks, who's the guy? You know, I'll probably answer this a little bit differently because a guy who I think is going to go lower than he should, much lower than he should, is the Georgia receiver, George Pickens. He's just okay. a guy who just stood out to me. I mean, I'm like, why isn't this guy considered a top 10-ish type of prospect? I see him being mocked the early second. I, if he lands with the Packers, the Chiefs, boy, I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he has everything you want. A little bit of an injury history, that's a rub, but I think he's fine. I mean, he was back last year. I think he's an elite player, and I don't know if he's Jamar Chase. I'm not saying that, but I think that he could go low enough in the first round that he could be in play for a really, really good team. That Again, Chiefs, Packers looking for a receiver. Both have multiple first-round picks, and if either one of those two teams brings that card up, and let's say George Pickens ends up with the Packers, He's going to be a really, really good player and a guy who I've kind of planted my flag on. I could even let's put it this way: if George Pickens ends up with the Packers, I would immediately look to see what his rookie of the year odds are because wow. he could have a huge, huge year. And I think he's going to be one guy who we look at back and say, "Yeah, that guy was really undercrafted." Great stuff tonight, Frank Schwab's on it. Follow him on Twitter tonight at Yahoo Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank, thanks for hopping in. I appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Frank Schwab tonight. Great stuff. YahooSports.com, NFL writer, live from the draft. And we are 20 minutes away. 20 minutes away. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're 20 minutes away. And uh, his player that's going to be an NFL guy, an NFL star, he kind of, you know, rookie of the year. You know, I, I just like grab one guy. George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. The draft, uh, I'm looking at, I respect this guy a lot. He's done a lot of good work for Action Network. Uh, His mock draft, he's got George Pickens going number 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the mock that I'm looking at right now. Quarterbacks on the mock I have from Action Network, um, as I said, I've followed this guy the last couple of years. He's been really, really solid. Quarterbacks, he's got Malik Willis Steelers. That's 20, and that's his first quarterback off the board at pick 20. It's going to be a really interesting first round tonight. We'll carry it live on Fox Sports Radio. He's got Malik Willis, number 20 to the Steelers. Second quarterback off the board, he's got Kenny Pickett, number 26 pick to the Titans. Kenny Pickett out of Pitt. All right, let's get ready. Before we do, got to get you plugged in on hockey. Hockey tonight. With Scott Burt, he's joining us on their day off. They play game four tomorrow. Can the Rush advance in the ECHL playoffs? They're up 2-1 to one over Allen. How did they get there? Scott Burt, the head coach, live from Texas next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. 
physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. Tin Lucy BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in Deadwood. With great food, great service, and brand new 4K TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at Tin Lucy, where you can bet on Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and UFC. BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lucy, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lucy, Main Street, Deadwood. Warm ovens and great smells aren't the only reason people love working at Country Hearth. Job security at a third-generation family-owned company, great pay and benefits, and the opportunity to rise within the company are also in the mix. Besides production, there are a lot of other positions throughout the bakery. Maintenance fixes and maintains machines. Sanitation keeps the machinery and facility clean and safe. Shipping coordinates getting products from point A to point B, and there are delivery driver positions too. Are you ready to find the best fit for you? Find out more and apply today at CountryHearthJobs.com. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back into the Nate Brown Show live coverage of the Rapid City Rush. We do it every week, bringing in head coach Scott Bird all season long. What a season. What a season. ECHL single season points record. They get into the playoffs, and now they're up two games to one. Rush went on the road at Allen. Five to one. Smashed them. Game four tomorrow night. Scott Burt joins us on the road from Texas. Rapid City Rush head coach. He is here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing good, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate your time, man. So so give me a feeling here of you're on the road quite a while. You're, you're in the same spot there. Um, what do you guys do after the game? What do you guys do to get ready here the last couple of days? 
Well, after the game, we uh, the guys went and got a bite to, bite to eat, and it was back to business the next morning. We uh, came to the rink and watched, uh, watched a few things that we needed to clean up a little bit, went on the ice for about 35 minutes, um, and then we kind of had the rest of the day off. Guys understand what it's taking right now, and guys really don't understand or understand now it's, it's not about pleasure or a couple days off. Uh, to sit out in the sun or any of that, they understand that we're we're here on business. Um, and if they want to continue to play, then we have to treat it as business. Um, today, we uh, same thing. Went to the rink. We watched the video. Went on the ice for a little bit. Guys went out to uh, uh, have lunch together as a group, and then uh, now we're we're preparing for tomorrow morning. We've done every. Uh, Every game day, we're ready, uh, ready to go. Scott Bird on tonight, Rapid City Rush head coach, live from Allen. The Rush are in the ECHL playoffs, round one. They're up two to one. Give me your reaction to that five-one win. Pretty dominating game. Made some nice plays. What did you say? Yeah, you know what, our guys, uh, our guys showed up and they played the right way. They, matter of fact, they've been playing the right way for the last three games. Um, even though we didn't. Uh, Win at home on the second game, uh, putting up 63 shots, uh, had opportunities to put the puck in the back of the net. We didn't. We let a team hang around that uh, is very experienced, um, and, and it's a team that uh, knows how to win. So, anytime you you let a team hang around, you know they'll uh, it'll bite you in the butt here, and it did on game two for us. But we understood. Uh, I thought we came out here with the first shift. Um, that was really dominating, and then we just kind of moved on from there, and, and uh, we just built momentum from there. And uh, Logan Nelson finally got on the board. It was a shot. It was a funnel from the from the corner. But the more pucks you put to the net, the more opportunities you give yourself to score. So uh, that was good to get him going. It was also good to get our power play going. I thought uh, the first two games we had some really good looks. We didn't capitalize, but. Uh, 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 the other night we capitalized, which uh, helped us out a ton. Logan Nelson, Calder Brooks score twice in the win. Rush beat Allen five to one. Roland, uh, they're up two games to one. So this is hard, coach, because I've talked to coaches that are in series. Yeah, you know, say, okay, well, this game's really important. Game one, game two's really important. Game three, you're on the road for the first time. That's important. But now it's like, well, now if you win this one, you're up three to one. So how key is this? Well, for us, uh, and I mean, it's a cliche, but realistically it is. It's, it's shift by shift, period by period, and game by game. So uh, this is a big game. It, it really is. We, we know we're coming back uh, to Rapid City if we happen to lose this game. Uh, but our mindset is we're not. Our mindset is, hey, one step at a time, uh, one period and one shift at a time. So for us, it's about uh, doing what we have been doing and not getting away from our game. Beginning of the playoffs. Scott Burt, head coach, Rapid City Rush. Um, how about the health energy of this team at this time? Long season. How do you feel right now? You say, well, we're playing good. You must be feeling pretty good. How's the team there? Well, knock on wood, right now we're we're, we're healthy. Um, guys have some jump. They had some jump again the last two days in practice, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not keeping them out there uh, too long. I think. Uh, the longer you practice, the more kind of, um, I don't want to put strain you put on your group, but it kind of stales it a little bit. So uh, we've had a couple uh, good practices where we've had the energy up. And, uh, you know, for us, it's it's next man up as well. We have some healthy guys that are with us. We have a few guys that were left in, in Rapid City. We just 
we couldn't bring them money-wise with, with the, the prices of everything going on right now. But they're raring to go, and Adam Carson's got them going back home. So our guys are ready, and our guys are excited, and we're ready to get going tomorrow night. Okay. Um, give me a sense for tomorrow night on the ice as we watch it. Do you expect Allen to do anything differently as you uh, hit him pretty good last game? Do What do you expect tomorrow from them? Well, I know for a fact they're not going to roll over. That's for sure. Um, they played hard in the third period. Um, they took a few penalties that maybe were uncharacteristic. Um, but that's that's kind of sending the message for the next game. So that means they're not going to roll over, and, and our guys are going to be prepared. We're going to do the best that we can, uh, kind of play a little mind games with our group. Um, and, you know, it's one of those ones. It's, it's It can be 3-1 or 2-2. It's just one of those series. So for our group, we got to have our best game of the season. we just got to go out and, and play uh, the way we have been. Scott Bird on tonight, uh, live from Allen, game four tomorrow in Allen. The Rush trying to go up three games to one. Coach, good luck to you. Get after it. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you, bud. All right, thanks for the time. On the Nate Brown Show, that's Scott Burt. He's the head coach of the Rapid City Rush every week on Fox Sports Rapid City, getting you plugged in on Rush Hockey. It was a nice game last game. I was following that, watching some of the highlights, man. It's like, did really well in the power play. Nice game last game at Allen. Send a message there on the road for the first time. They went at 5-1. to one. And then I said, now it's key here because you go up 3-1, to one and, you know, whether it's NBA, ECHL, whatever, NHL, Go up three to one. You're like, yeah, all right. We're 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 almost there. Just, you know, just one step away. You lose it tomorrow. It's two two. It's like, uh, they still have another game in Allen after that. It could be three to two coming back here. Dicey. So a uh, big one tomorrow night for the rush on the road. Allen Americans game four in the ECHL playoffs round one. Who's hot and who's not? Wrapping it up on a Thursday. You don't want to miss it. It's always great. I've got. Some stats you Minnesota Twins fans have to hear. Even if you're not a Twins fan, it's it's well worth it, okay? Baseball, unbelievable numbers being thrown out with the Twins right now in this early part of the season. They've won seven games in a row. The Minnesota Twins, some numbers you don't want to miss in my who's hot category and some numbers in Deadwood from sports gaming also in Las Vegas, I've got some ins- interesting insight on the way. The Nate Brown Show. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarnBarnTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A high wind watch begins at 9 p.m. tomorrow night and continues until 9 p.m. Saturday night. Overcast skies tonight with isolated thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 44. Winds out of the southeast 8 to 15 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms again tomorrow high of 50. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow night 36 cloudy. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 60. 
Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Have you suffered an injury or maybe you're experiencing pain that just won't get better? There's an expert team of physicians right here in Rapid City ready to help you get back in the game. The Rehab Doctors. They're the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush and they're the team that wants to help you get back on track. You have a choice for your medical care and there's no referral necessary. For pain relief without surgery, take the first step to feeling better. Just go to therehabdoctors.com. Stuck in a state of falling behind? Struggling to keep up with your kids, your finances, your insurance, your life? This is State Farm Agent Matt McCormick. Let me help you simplify and get to a better state. With me handling your auto, home, and life insurance, you'll have more time to handle everything else. Even more money, too, because adding State Farm policies can earn discounts that could add up to 40%. Call me, State Farm Agent Matt McCormick, and get to a better state with State Farm. 348-0464. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Who's not on a Thursday? The Nate Brown Show wrapping it up with Who's Hot and Who's Not. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. You know the Pizza Ranch ready to roll tonight. The buffet open till eight. The best buffet in town: fried chicken, pizza, salad bar, cactus bread, drink. You've got it. Two locations: Pizza Ranch Buffet open until eight daily. And uh, PizzaRanch.com for carryout or delivery. Have you tried their new wings? You can only get them at carryout or delivery. PizzaRanch.com. Who's hot category? Well, it's going to go to the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins. Um, let's enjoy it, okay? Let's enjoy it, Twins fans. I'm hoping it'll uh, be sustainable here, but the Minnesota Twins, in my who's hot, they've won seven in a row. Now, here's the number you need to know. That's the first seven-game winning streak in 11 years. <laughs> that one stunned me. I mean, you got 162 games every year. It's like they they probably put together a couple of seven-game winning streaks over the last 11 years, right? No, this is the first seven-game winning streak since 2011 for the Minnesota Twins. So, I mean, this stuff doesn't happen. This is a decade in uh, in the making here. Minnesota Twins, seven wins in a row. The first time that's happened since 2011. Put them in my who's hot, including this stat. The Twins have allowed 60 runs. Their lowest total through any season in this point since 1972. The Minnesota Twins have allowed only 60 runs. The lowest total through this point in any season since 1972. Minnesota Twins winning baseball games. Um, In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, all right, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, 
I went to Nevada, right? I went to Las Vegas, so I've been up to Deadwood a ton. Love it. Just love it. Went to there for the Final Four. Had a great time. I went to Las Vegas for the Elite Eight. Okay? I, I may have been a little bit. Just a little bit. And I contributed to the Las Vegas Tourism Fund. Here are the numbers from March Madness. They're good for Vegas, not so good for me and you. Las Vegas brought in $47.9 million on March Madness. That's like that's a huge number. Last year, they brought in $41 million. This is, this is revenue that they're making in the sports uh, arena, sports betting. This is revenue, okay? They brought in $41 million last year. They bumped that up to $47.9 million on basketball in March. That's up uh, over the last three years. It was $35 million in 2019. Nevada had a booming, a Las Vegas booming March Madness. Not so much for me, okay? I'm not going to tell you. I, I did okay. I did okay. But sometimes I didn't do okay, okay? Sometimes that roulette wheel, uh, you gotta you gotta make a comeback there. All right, don't take any advice from me. It's entertainment purposes only. No advice. How about that, Nevada? Huge march, one of the biggest they've seen on March Madness betting, and uh, they brought in a lot of revenue. Huge loss for betters, and my who's not tonight. Um, but it's fun, right? It's fun, right? Vegas is fun. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the NFL draft. We are going live to Las Vegas right now. Do we have it ready? I hope so. Fox Sports Radio, pick one, first round, starting right now, live on Fox Sports Rapid City.